Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Garrett Wilson, wow! What a catch! Touchdown, Jets! That kid's amazing. Gibson on the return, near side. I don't see any flags. Gibson inside the 30. Hits the Jets, and he's gonna go! Jets win it! Touchdown, rookie Xavier Gibson! Game over. Allen has time. Intercepted. Sauce Gardner's got it. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. And he's sacked again by Quinn Williams. What a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen, thank you. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And there's no Jets game this weekend, but we're still going to answer your mailbag questions. So for that, we bring in our friend, who is the editor over at JetNation.com, Mr. Glenn Naughton. Glenn, what's up, brother? Uh, feeling good, man. I'm sure most Jets fans are. Huge win against Philly and came at a good time, right? We get a couple weeks to soak it in and and uh, and hope this team doesn't come out flat after patting themselves on the back. They absolutely have to get the red zone offense settled, and I'm sure we're going to get some questions about that. But let's start with Medici. He asks, should Eccles really be considered the third best outside corner after that Eagles game? Debatable. Now, you could say that Bryce Hall played well enough in these games that maybe he's the third best corner. But I think the thing with Eccles is he is much more athletic upside. The problem with Bryce Hall is that he's so limited physically in what he can do. And that's why he fell out of favor as a starter and fell down the depth chart. But he really impressed me with the way that he played the last couple weeks. To be fair, Jeff Ulbricht did a fantastic job of game planning. But really, Bryce Hall stepped up. So did Craig James. So did Trey Hayes. Guys you'd never heard of before stepping up and making big plays in these games. So you could make the argument that maybe Bryce Hall is better than Brandon Eccles. I wouldn't get mad at you for it. Yeah, I think you can make a case for it. But the the key thing to me is that at least the conversation is worth having. Because before it was kind of we just felt like Eccles had passed him on the depth chart. He was the better player. Um, and and Bryce Hall would had kind of fallen out of favor with the coaches and I think among the fan base. Like 
I liked the guy a lot when he was drafted, but as he played poorly and in, in what limited sample size he had the last couple of years, but that you can't really you can't really complain about what he's done this season and the fact that he's elevated his game is the good news. And and same as you, if you want to say one is better than the other, I don't care how you rank them. I'm just glad that of the two, the guy who we thought was clearly the worst of the two is is sort of has upped his game and now you have two solid backups. Next question comes in from Butchie O'Dwyer. He asks, I'm having a hard time watching the new Justified. The character Clement Manziel is just so cartoonish. I know the original series started with a bazooka in the opening scene, so realism isn't really necessary, but I'm halfway done and I'm trying to decide whether or not I should power through. Here's what I'll say. I think you should finish it. First of all, if you came halfway, you might as well finish the rest. It's only four more episodes. It'll take you three hours. It's not that big of a time commitment. I liked the new Justified. I didn't think it was amazing or anything, but I was sort of in the middle. There were some people that really liked it, but there were a lot of longtime Justified fans that didn't love it. I think part of the issue is that it was based on a book that was written with a different character in mind, and you do see the character from the book at some point in the show, but basically what they did was they took Raylan Givens and shoehorned him into the story and went by the book, so there are parts that feel sort of out of place, but... Overall, I enjoyed the series. I won't get into spoilers, but obviously there were some twists and turns and surprises along the way that you'll see if you watch the show. Glenn, you and I were actually just talking about this before we started recording because you haven't seen it yet, so I'm trying to be super vague about everything that went down in the show, but I would say that it's worth finishing the show, and I will also say that if you watch it to the end and don't think that it was worth it, I would be surprised. Yeah, well, you know, Scott, as as I said uh, a few minutes ago, I am just about done with the first, uh, well, yeah, the first installment of it, right? The first six seasons. I'm on season six again, uh, five, six episodes to go, but I'm I'm looking forward to checking out the, the the series they put out. What is it? What is it? Five, six years after the fact um, and putting another one out there. I think it's going to be because honestly, I didn't have a lot of interest in seeing it because I thought if Raylan's the only character returning, how good could it be? But um, you, you told me you thought it was really good and you're hoping for more, so I'm going to check it out. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Next question comes in from Michael Christopher. He asks, how much is Bryce Huff going to cost the Jets after this season? Will his contract be something along the lines of Carl Lawson or will it be more? Would you be willing to pay to keep him on the Jets? They can't franchise tag him, can they? So let's start with the first part of this question. I would guess that Bryce Huff probably gets somewhere in the 15 to 17 million range, which is exactly what Carl Lawson got. I think that's probably what you're going to need to give him to keep him. It's funny because he's not a guy that necessarily is going to get double-digit sacks, but keeps the pressure on the quarterback, and he gets to the quarterback so often, teams are going to be sniffing around. Somebody compared him to the Jacksonville version of Yannick Ngakwe. I think that's kind of an interesting comparison, although I would argue that Bryce Huff was probably more consistent with the pressure, although Yannick Ngakwe got home and got more sacks. As far as the Jets franchise tagging Bryce Huff, I assume if this continues, they'll probably tag Becton because they'll desperately need to keep him looking at what's going on on the offensive line. Glenn, there's no reason they can't franchise tag Huff if they wanted to, right? As far as I know, yeah. They, okay. He was a second-round tender last okay. year. Um, I don't know that they can't franchise him, but I, I, I think it's going to be what you said, and I had this conversation with someone the other day. I expect them to tag Becton if he stays healthy. Um, because you're going to want him to have to prove you're going to want him to play another year before you commit to him and tagging Becton means signing uh, signing Huff to a long term deal. Next question comes in from Luca B. He asks, I really don't see the point of Tim Boyle. Is there anything you could tell me that would change my mind? Not really. I guess the coaches like him. He knows the system. That's about all I have for you. Yeah. I mean, you look around the league at some of the backup quarterbacks and you can ask that same question about a bunch of guys. Um, you know, why is this guy in the team? It's just backup quarterbacks tend to not be very good. Um, this is a guy, as you said, Scott knows the system, knows the coordinator, familiar with everything. So they don't have anything better at the moment. So why not? Next question comes from Byron. He says, I don't think Hackett is the guy the Jets want as the OC long term. Zach Wilson has shown incredible improvement and growth, yet the play calling and scheme on offense are not lifting him up. Drops, penalties, obvious run-run pass sequences on repeat. It's been a little rough at times. I think it's gotten better slowly. They really need to fix that red zone offense. I talked about this. And it goes well beyond Zach Wilson and well beyond Nathaniel Hackett because if you remember even last year with Mike LaFleur here and Mike White at quarterback, the Jets had a lot of trouble. Think back to that Vikings game. The Jets made five trips to the red zone, came away with zero touchdowns out of it. It was brutal. It's an area where the Jets desperately need to improve, but I do think that Hackett's made strides with Zach Wilson. I think the play calling will probably get a little more aggressive as they have more trust in Zach Wilson. Let's not make any kind of declarative statements until the end of the season as far as what we're going to expect from Hackett. I was dubious of the hire to begin with. I'm not sold on him by any means, but we should give him a fair chance. Yeah, I think, I think you know, he has made some adjustments early on that, you know, a lot, a lot of the fans were calling for. Um, so that's that's a positive development because I, I wasn't big on the hire either. I think most Jets fans who, and, and I said this at the time, like I, Anyone who lived through the Paul Hackett years was going to cringe a little bit, no matter what, when you hired Nathaniel Hackett. But you step back, you say, "Give him a shot. Let him, you know, let him be his own man. 
And then the first few weeks, we're seeing a lot of the stuff that we saw with his dad that kind of worried us. But he he has changed and adjusted a little bit, and I'm I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. And and I've said they've they've played some very good defenses early on, um, and that could be part of the reason why they were a little bit conservative when you're playing these teams that one turnover could can kill you. You know, one or two turnovers, and and you've got no shot. Um, so fine, they're playing conservative. The Giants, I'm, I got to be honest on this one, Scott. I didn't know until a couple days ago. You know, when I started digging into the Giants, I didn't realize how good their defense is right now. So it doesn't get that much easier out of the bye. But I do expect over the final 10, 11 games of the year to see Hackett get more aggressive to give Zach Wilson, you know, some opportunities to make plays in the red zone and and not not run it quite so much. And I, I'm a, I could be wrong, but I'm expecting a much bigger or a much more. I, I almost said second half, still more than, you know, two thirds of the season to go. Um, but I'm expecting much better play from Zach Wilson over the final 11 games than we saw in the first six. Next question comes in from Gus Toon. He says, trade deadline is approaching. Who do you see the Jets going after, and who do you see the Jets trying to get rid of? Also, bearing in mind how Zach Wilson is now playing and trending, is it a blessing that the Jets didn't get a different backup quarterback at the beginning of the season? Trade deadline. I would say that Carl Lawson and Dalvin Cook are probably the two guys to watch as far as players the Jets could move, as far as guys they could bring in. You've heard a couple of names. My friend Joe Blewett over at Jets X Factor the other day mentioned Kelvin Beecham, bringing him back. Maybe that's a possibility. Beecham, of course, been here before, was a starter for a couple of years. Arizona is in a situation right now where they're probably going to consider being sellers. It's not like they're going anywhere, so maybe that's a possibility. Wide receivers, there could be a few of those available. You've heard about the guys from Denver. I don't really think Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton are going to be options for the Jets, and the reason is I think Denver is going to ask for way more than the Jets are going to be willing to give up for those guys. Hunter Renfro, to me, is the one that makes the most sense. He's fallen out of favor there with the Raiders. Josh McDaniels isn't a fan of his, and also they brought in Jacoby Myers, who's been eating up his snaps. But I think he can still be a productive receiver, really good route runner, only 27 years old, no guaranteed money after this year. So that's a guy that I think maybe the Jets take a look at. Glenn, I know you mentioned Adam Thielen, and at first I thought that might be somebody that the Jets could go after, but the more I thought about it, the more I think that Carolina is probably not going to trade him. And the reason is they've got Bryce Young, the guy they drafted number one overall, and I don't think they're going to want to take his best receiver away from him and stunt his development potentially. So I don't know that Thielen's going to be available, but maybe Hunter Renfro, that's a guy that I would target. As far as the Zach Wilson part of this, let's see how he progresses the rest of the season. If he plays like a low-tier starter slash solid backup the rest of the way, then it's fine that they didn't go out and get another quarterback in the end, even though it was a foolish decision because there's no way you could have known for sure that Wilson would be able to do that. Then it's excusable because it worked out. Maybe he plays even better than that as the season progresses, and then, yeah, it really would be a blessing that they didn't do it. Sometimes the best moves are the ones you don't make, but let's find out because there's also a possibility that things go wrong, Zach Wilson regresses, and then everybody's screaming, why didn't they sign Teddy Bridgewater in August, which a lot of us have talked about. So I don't know that I'm quite in the camp of, I'm glad the Jets didn't get a season backup yet, but we'll see what happens the next couple of weeks and where it trends. Yeah, I think uh, I'll, I'll start with the Zach one for, for my for my portion. I think that this is a thing that could work out, and Joe Douglas would look like an absolute genius. But, you know, sometimes you can do things that are a little bit reckless and maybe not the most responsible thing, and they could work out for you. Um, and, I'm you know, I, I say all the time that I'm, I'm a big Joe D guy, but I thought that was one of his worst decisions. 
not bringing in a seasoned veteran, not bringing in a guy like Gardner Minshew. But it is what it is. Zach is playing better. Everyone should be happy about that. Um, not everyone sees it, but I think that's, you know, those are folks that just don't want to see it because they don't like Zach. But um, he's playing better, and he's still got a ways to go. Like, that's that's basically where he is. And again, Joe Douglas will look like, will look like a genius if he keeps improving. Um, but I, I have a feeling that if this team, if they lose a few in a row, or if they, you know, if they lose a big game where it looks like they can make the playoffs and Zach Wilson chokes, then we're going to hear everybody. Then that's when we're going to hear, oh, they should have brought in somebody else. He wasn't ready, blah, 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 blah. But uh, while things are going smoothly, everyone is going to say it's it's fine. It's a great move. But I think they should have brought someone in. But it's um, I couldn't be happier that he's he's getting better. And that's kind of what all you can hope for at this point. Um, as far as guys I'd look at to bring in. Yeah, I did mention Thielen. I, I know that um, it was two, three weeks ago, Carolina, there was the story that they weren't going to trade him um, at 0-6. I, you know, I would call, see if they've changed their minds. I, I suspect they haven't. But there are some other guys out there. I did a, a brief article the other day. Um, I'd call the Cardinals about Marquise Brown, Marquise Hollywood Brown. Um, that team isn't doing a whole lot. Well, he's not doing a whole lot over the past couple of years. You know, his first three seasons, he had 21 touchdowns, um, and he hasn't really come close to that the last couple of years, and they're kind of in in a uh, in flux right now. But another guy, not a big name, but one the Jets fans should remember. And if listen, if Joe Tipman is going to be out for an extended period, and you're going to need more depth on that offensive line, especially on the interior, I'd I'd call the Cardinals and see if the try to send a day three pick and Greg get Tristan Cologne back. Um, he's a guy who I thought played all right during the preseason. You know, he wasn't great. He wasn't lights out, but he played well enough. You know, if you remember going back to the, you know, the, the day when they made all the cuts, there was talk that, you know, it was taking a while for him to be cut because there were teams calling. There was some interest. They ended up, no one ended up trading for him, but he did get picked up on waivers by the Cardinals. He's played there sparingly this year. Um, so obviously a guy who knows the system, who the Jets do like a little bit because they did sign him once already. And uh, and our old friend, Scott, if you're the Jets and you're Joe Douglas, I don't know if you'd be willing to sort of eat the crow or eat the humble pie and admit that maybe you could use DeAndre Hopkins and maybe call the Titans where where Tannehill is now hurt. I don't know how serious it is. Um, they don't look like they're going anywhere. And Hopkins is a guy who doesn't have a ton of years left. But despite being washed up and despite being done, he is uh, on pace for yet another 1,000-yard season. And a couple guys I'd call the Broncos about. I don't know if they're looking to do a deal with the Jets. One would be much harder to get than the other, of course. Um, I'm talking about tackles. Garrett Bowles, who really looks... I mean, he's clearly tired of losing in Denver. Um, but the other guy, somebody... He played for for Nathaniel Hackett last year. I mentioned him in the offseason as somebody they should have grabbed for depth. Um, Cam Fleming. Uh, again, not a great tackle, but he started 16, 17 games for Nathaniel Hackett last uh, last season, and he played all right. He was a nice player. So Beecham is another guy. You mentioned Kelvin Beecham. He was sort of someone who crossed my mind, too. But I, I would put Cam Fleming um, in, in that, on that list, too, in terms of trying to find a, a, a tackle who's got some experience. He's another guy like Beecham. He plays both sides. He's got some experience in the system. So, yeah, there, there are a couple of linemen out there who are backups who you might be able to get who played from Nathaniel Hackett either this year or last and would know the system. Next question comes in from New York Jets Luke. He asks, what will the Jets do when Dwayne Brown comes back? It's an interesting question. I think a lot of it depends on Max Mitchell. If Max Mitchell can play in an acceptable level, I think you leave things the way they are as long as Mekhi Becton stays healthy. He's thriving at left tackle. He's clearly more comfortable there. 
And honestly, the way that Dwayne Brown has played, how much of an upgrade could you possibly expect over Mitchell if Mitchell's playing at a decent level? Now, if Max Mitchell ends up playing really, really poorly and Dwayne Brown comes back, then it becomes a discussion, but then it gets a little messy because I can't imagine Dwayne Brown is going to play right tackle after playing left tackle for like 20 years in the NFL. So they might have to shuffle some things around. And I don't know how good of an idea that is considering how comfortable Beckton looks at left tackle now. So it's an interesting connection. But I would say that if Max Mitchell plays at an acceptable level the next couple of weeks, it probably means that Dwayne Brown stays on the bench. I, I agree. I think that even if you if if you can get by without having to move Beckton again, that's what you do. He's, he's as you said, playing at a high level, his natural position. You know, you could make the case early in the year that he was coming back and he had something to prove. So he was he didn't really have a leg to stand on in terms of and no pun intended. But he didn't have a leg to stand on in terms of wanting to move to left tackle. It's like, dude, you're trying to work your way back into the lineup. That's where Dwayne Brown plays. We don't move him. Well, now because of injuries, you move Becton. He's playing really well. And Mitchell, you know, has looked good as a run blocker, has not looked so great as a pass blocker. But if you can live with that with that lineup, then I think Dwayne Brown becomes a very expensive backup. Next question comes in from the great Peter J. Dillard. He asks, Scott, great job by the coaches, but do they have enough guts to go against Aaron Rodgers? For example, Randall Cobb has to play less. He should be behind Gibson, and Brownlee should be active. Same with Cook and Izzy, but I'm not sure they'll do it. What do you think? I think at some point, they're going to have no choice. They've already started to dial back Dalvin Cook, thankfully, and you've heard rumors that they might be willing to trade him. Might be willing to trade him. That's hilarious. <laughs> Let's see if anybody actually wants him after what we've seen from him this season. Randall Cobb has been really frustrating because I'm not sure if you saw this, Glenn, but Bill Barnwell had this. He's been the least efficient receiver, the least productive receiver in the NFL this season, and he actually has the lowest yards per route run since 2007, which is remarkable. So at this point, wow. you got to try anybody else. And we talked about this before we started recording. Brownlee, Gibson, or if you don't want to try those guys, throw Ruckert in there more and use more heavy tight end sets, but you got to do something. I'm not sure if they're willing to go away from Cobb yet because you keep hearing all the stuff about these intangibles, but the facts speak for themselves. Res ipsa loquitur, as they say. Randall Cobb has been terrible. They need to do something else, and at some point, they're going to have to realize that if they want to win games, they need a receiver out there getting snaps who actually has the possibility of making a play or two. So whether it's Gibson, Brownlee, Ruckert, Moore, whatever it is, they got to do something different because trotting Randall Cobb out there for 55% of the snaps is basically shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah, I think it's funny. I th for the, the few people that I see defending having Randall Cobb on the roster or on the field, um, a lot of the stuff they point to seem to be things that he could do if he were a coach like he doesn't have to be on the active roster to put his arm around a player who's struggling he can do that like give him a job as a coach um but it's a good question because i i, I said on the on the forums on on uh a conversation the other day where somebody asked you know what do you do with randall cobb do you move him on and, and my question was is aaron Rodgers going to sign off on that because i feel like he's the guy who who had a big hand in bringing him in and i know he's not starting right now but or he's not he's not on the roster rogers but he's around and that's his guy and I'm sure that would cause a little bit of friction, but my hope would be that they can sit down and be like, Aaron, like you can't deny the fact that he's not an NFL receiver right now. Like, and we're trying to win something here. So it might rub Rogers the wrong way, 
but it's on the Jets to do the right thing and, and put somebody in there who can play. That's going to wrap up part one of the weekend mailbag. We'll be back to answer more of your questions tomorrow with part two. In the meantime, make sure to check out everything Glenn's doing over at JetNation.com and follow him on Twitter at JNRadio underscore Glenn. Check out everything we're doing at PlayLikeAJet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. Some awesome All-22 videos up on our channel, including a fantastic one by the Thunder from Down Under showing the four different exotic fronts that Jeff Ulbrich was showing against the Philadelphia Eagles to trick Jeff. Jalen Hurts all game this past Sunday. Watch that video and the rest of our videos on our YouTube channel and subscribe if you haven't already. YouTube.com slash play like a jet. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's tee.public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there, tpublic.com. That's tee.public.com. And be sure to give us a five star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. It doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. For the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital, playlikeajet.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.